Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, 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 everybody. This is Derek Somerville with Backpacking and Blisters. And with me today is the only man I've ever known to refuse to wear any type of timing device when recording his fastest known time hikes. But rather, he swears that measuring his dirt under his fingernails and toenails is a more accurate way of determining how fast he went. Carl Mandrioli. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> that was a very detailed introduction. That's the truth, though. You know what I mean to say? Episode appropriate. I like it. So... With me today is Derek Somerville. He's a man that believes that all the craziest fastest hikers travel on the psychopath <laughs> oh wow i expected better but i you know it'll, we'll have to live with that um okay we got an exciting yeah. episode before you do tidbits today this is yeah. a big deal this, this is a big, big deal. deal yeah we're we're gonna be speaking with a legend today definitely a trail legend a pioneer so right um why don't why don't we jump into tidbits you get going okay. with that and yeah, then yeah. we can introduce the legend himself we talked about, from a couple episodes ago, we talked about this mm-hmm. idea of, you know, what to do if your filter clogs and do you, you know, do you drink out of the stream or do you boil your water? Like, remember that, st- that kind of oh, yeah, age-old yeah, yeah, yeah. wisdom we had? So You wanted to steal the bottle and run away, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, <laughs> so Todd, uh, listener Todd, had a, he, he had a reaction to that. He's like, why don't you guys just bring, like, backup purification tablets you know like some iodine tablets or whatever <laughs> and which is, which is funny because we actually did used to do that like i actually brought those for for years yeah, and yeah. then we never used yeah. them because our, our filter was fine it was, i feel like it was just kind of ironic it was like when our filter stopped working on like randomly out there is when i stopped bringing them so so fair mm-hmm. advice and i have done that but just yeah i think that's a good point they're, they're lightweight they don't weigh a whole lot yeah i was gonna say it's a good lightweight backup you know right water's kind of a big right. deal so I'm with you, Todd. Water's, water's kind of a big deal. It's kind of yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then 
um, jumping into this into this um, interview, we've got like we've mentioned this before, but we're going to be using the acronym FKT stands yep. for fastest known time, which is you know which relates to to pretty much everything, whether it's just running on the road, trail running, backpacking, multi day backpacking trips, solo hikes, whatever you want to call it. It just kind of is in all the above, and and our guest Buzz is I think he's more of a runner. Um, but a lot of the fastest known times out there are, are kind of backpacking related, especially on like the long trail. So, so that's kind of what we're referring to there. And that's kind of what our episode's all about. I do have a Bible verse for the episode as well. Uh, let me hear it. Hebrews 12, one. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders, including bear canisters and the <laughs> sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. And so even though this verse is referring to stepping out in faith and kind of our own spiritual races, um, we're going to be sort of, uh, we're going to be running a symbolic race, uh, some of us guys this summer, and hopefully we'll be running with perseverance and there'll definitely be some fellowship. And it's thankfully been marked out for us by the Yosemite trail makers. Mm. So there you go. Yeah, that is cool. And so we're going to, yeah, we're going to introduce that kind of our, our attempt at an FKT uh, coming up this July, so that's kind of how this is all. Are you ready? Out. Are you training for that? I want no part of it, but you are excited about right. it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I got to figure out what the best way to train for it is because that's a fair question. Yes, I'm still I'm exercising consistently, yeah. but is it enough? Is the question? Great question. And yeah, well, you know, I think in a later episode as we get closer, we'll talk about what we're doing and is, is that enough and what does it take? And so we'll have, for those of you guys that have been listening for a long enough time, uh, one of our guys, Jared and another guy, Rocky, we're going to kind of, our trio is going to make an attempt this summer in Yosemite. I'll be rooting so, for you guys. Yeah. I'll be rooting for you guys. Yeah. We're going to, I'm actually going to ask Buzz about it too and just kind of get his take and his advice. And I mean, he's so experienced that I bet he'll have yeah. some good stuff for us. Definitely. Good idea. Okay. So, so who is so so Derek? Who is this guy? We kept on talking about Buzz. Buzz Burrell. Who is this guy? Buzz Burrell is a legend. He is the guy who coined the phrase "fastest known time." This is the guy. Yeah. He, I mean, this guy is. Uh, I mean, he was telling us he did an up and back from Half Dome in like uh, under three hours. I was like, "What are you? This is crazy." And you know, the guys. And that's six. That's sixteen miles. Yeah. And like four thousand feet up, four thousand feet down. It's, it's a crazy. lot. It's a lot of elevation gain. So um, he's been there and back again, if you will, and um, to to reference Bilbo, and he uh, he's (laughs) probably seen it all, done it all. Um, You're gonna hear you're gonna hear a crazy story that he's gonna tell you later uh, in the in the episode about um, a situation on the trail, uh, which involved a scary scenario. I won't say any more than that. But um, yeah, this guy's a big deal. So he, yeah, and he's he's one of the guys in charge of the fastest known time website. Correct. If you're curious about what that that is for various trails that maybe you've done, and he actually has his own podcast now, which is relatively new. It's got 15 episodes, and I've listened to a few episodes. He's got some mm-hmm. good stuff on that. So here we go. So so we caught up with Buzz, and uh, here's what he had to say. So I want to welcome uh, Buzz Burrell here. Buzz, uh, we're going to be interviewing Buzz today from the fastest known time uh, new podcast that came out. Buzz, how you doing? Just fine. Thank you. Thanks for being on. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for diving into the unknown with us. So, um, <laughs> so uh, Carl and I had some questions for you. Um, I'm going to ask you a few. Carl, I'll ask you a few. Just, you know, let us know what you think. What are your thoughts? Okay. Pretty easy. Great. Um, so, question one I have here, probably the most serious of all the questions. I'm going to just lead right out with it. Okay. Uh, which of the following creatures 
would you least want to encounter on a trail? Would it be a mountain lion, an anaconda, an orc, or a Sasquatch? Wow, that's a tricky question, isn't it? it really Indeed. is. We're, Indeed. Hit, we're getting right to the core. Well, I'll have, to be, I'll have to go practical, and I'll have to go with mountain lion. See, he's going practical. No, it's funny he didn't lean towards Sasquatch. He said practical, and then it's interesting. Just well, that's because Sasquatch and orcs do not exist. Oh, oh boy! Oh boy! Right out with it. I love this. Buzz, <laughs> right. Buzz, yeah. Buzz. I just told went, you I was going practical. <laughs> Buzz just went way up on my respect chart. By yeah. Way. Well, Derek, okay. I don't. Derek's actually going to be going after a Sasquatch this summer. And apparently, uh, in we Washington. have to hunt for them. Yeah. 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 Allegedly, I'm I'm going to be hunting for this uh, quote unquote real animal. Uh, I'm in your boat, Buzz. Just, just so you know, and the masses, I think, are with me. But you know. <laughs> well, good, good luck on that. Let me know what you come up with. Yeah, have, thanks a lot. Appreciate. Have it. you seen a mountain lion when you've been out there? Oddly, never. Neither have I. You know, it's, it's. I've been out a lot. Mm. I've never seen a mountain lion. Yeah, I, I bet they've seen you or they've seen us, but yeah, I've never come <laughs> right. across one either. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. I just want to know what inspired you, first of all, to get involved with tracking your fastest known time. Like, what started all that? Well, personally, this is what I do. I long ago I stopped, mostly stopped doing races, and okay. I started doing projects. We call them projects, where you think up something, you work on it, you go out there, you scout the route, you get out the maps, you pour over it, and oftentimes you do scouting trips to try to figure out the route. And yeah. it's a, it's a much higher level of engagement, and particularly in terms of one skill set than a race where someone says, show up this time, this date, this place, right. and just start going in that direction. We're going to hand you water every 45 minutes. So right. projects to me are a lot more interesting. So that's what I've been doing for a couple decades. And it was yeah. sort of about time that someone kept track of them because it's going big. This is what people want to do. It's sort of like the graduation class. You do races, you get good at it, and then you say, what's next? And this right. is what's mm-hmm. next. Okay. Yeah, and it's, and it's cool because okay. it's kind of for everybody where, I mean, yeah, you're going to get your elite athletes out there kind of trying to get those FKTs for the most, you know, commonly known routes. But yeah, it sounds like you get people that are just like us, like common folk, just trying to do their best and, and set set the record to kind of start things off. That's an extremely good point, Carl. That's exactly what it is. Just like in a race, you don't have to win to have a good time. You're going to go for a PR. You're going to go for whatever your personal goal happens to be. FKTs are exactly the same way. You don't have to get the fastest known time. You can go out and find something that has meaning to you. Right. Mm, I like that. Which kind of leads me to my next question, which I like that you said that. Uh, you know, cause I was going to say, if we focus so much on going fast, I mean, do you, do you find that it would ruin the opportunity to enjoy the wilderness or no? Well, I guess a good question. sort of a classic question. Yeah. And my answer is that there's, there's one rule. <laughs> so I start, I start to laugh when I say this, there is one rule <laughs> to rule them all. And that is, <laughs> you ready for this? I'm, that was I'm, I'm good. That was good. Pause. Am I doing the pregnant pause here? Okay. It's. Hike your own hike. Okay. 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 This overrides everything. So if you want to go 100 meters down the trail and just stop, close your eyes, and take in the smells, the sounds, and just feel it out, you're going to have a great hike. Mm -hmm. And if you want to go out there and just lay it all down, blood on the tracks, and go as fast (laughs) as you can, you're probably going to have a good time too. It doesn't matter. We don't assign value for anyone else. It's your own personal value system. So it's all about pregnant pause having fun. 
<laughs> yeah, you can interpret that however you want, right? Fair yeah. enough. That's no, I like, I like that. that. That's good. Yeah, I think it sounds. I mean, that's just that's just wisdom right there. It took me a while to kind of figure that out. Like just with trail running, I would use you know the Strava app to to um, you know to do my best. And then after a while, people start following you on the app, and then you sort of have to feel like, okay, if I don't do well today, like all these people are going to see that. And so I realized like <laughs> the app was sort of wrecking my my own sort of you know outdoor experience, and I had to to dial it back and just kind of make it for myself. Mm. So I, I like that advice. Next question. You kind of already addressed this idea of like hike your own hike, the the idea of like the intrinsic reward for, you know, whatever that looks like. But do you ever see a day where there are going to be some sort of tangible rewards for obtaining an FKT, whether it be like some sort of like a trophy or a medal or like a really good donut? <laughs> now, if you cover a range that wide, then my answer would be yes. <laughs> so a cash payout, my answer would be no. Okay. So, for example, the World Marathon majors, it's massive. I mean, you can get a half oh, yeah. million dollars out of that sort of thing. I mean, you know, people go back to Ethiopia and buy their entire village. But in terms of this, <laughs> right. materially wow. speaking, I don't think so. And I can speak authoritatively on this because we're doing the fastest known time of the year award. Oh, wow. This is the okay. third oh. year that I've done it. And oh, I, I, didn't even know I that. organize it. Yeah. I organize the fastest known time of the year award. Okay. So we uh, do a, an extensive process. We had 22 voters this year out of, uh, let's see, how many was it? 28 nominees. People were nominated. Okay. And these 22 voters voted and the winners win nothing. Okay. Wow. Except, wow. and here's my pregnant pause again. Sorry, I kind of <laughs> like these pregnant pauses. I, I enjoy the pregnant pauses. Good. All I right, good. They win the respect of their peers. Yep. Okay. So, Buzz, Buzz, real quick. I know Carl's got the next question. Let me, let me just jump. This just popped in my head. I mean, to me, this seems like, you know, you and, and for the most part, you this is pretty much like a honor system, right? Like, it's not like... Couldn't I go out there and be like, well, you know, I get this time. And, you know, I could just be lying about it, right? I mean, do you not ever so much. that? Not really? No, no, not really. We've tightened it up just in the last few years. And I think you're correct in that assessment just five years ago, maybe even yeah. just three years ago. But, but to, to follow up on your previous question about a, a tangible reward, there yeah. are professional ultra runners who do FKTs. And they mm. have sponsorship packages from large companies. Yeah. And they can list FKTs as part of their media package, so to speak. Mm. So if someone sets the record on the rim to rim to rim, uh, which is you know going across the Grand Canyon twice, this is going to yeah. be in some national publications. And this sort of counts in terms of their sponsorship package. So there's, there's something on the line Sure. There's not not a tangible reward per se, but indirectly there could be. And so at mm-hmm. that level, now we require documentation. Mm-hmm. Really? At, yeah. And this is just in the past, really, three years. Now, unless you submit a GPS track, eh, no, it's not the honor system anymore. Okay. Right. I mean, that, that makes sense to me, though. Yeah, yeah. It's like reading into your question, old Derek. I think you're a couple years too late if you just wanted to, like, lie about it and then start bragging to your friends. Sorry, sorry buddy. Darn it. Yeah. Darn it. Darn but um, you mentioned the GPS system for tracking, and I was curious what, like, what's the most common or the most efficient GPS setup people use for that? Like, are you talking, like, a full-blown oh, yeah. GPS navigation system? Or are you talking more, like, watches or apps? Or what, what are people using? 
Yeah, good question. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Really good. Well, I'm going to have to call out, you know, we're neutral on everything, okay. but I'm going to have to call out Strava. Okay. Strava works the best. And I used to look at these various other websites, and they were just too complex. I didn't like them at all. And then my son said, who actually knows the people who found Strava, he was oh. living in San Francisco at the time. He said, Dad, you got to try out Strava. They, they finally got it right. I went there, and boom, done, over. It's that yeah. really sim- simple, <laughs> clean user interface. Yeah. And so I'm a Strava person. And so mo- most people will document what they did with Strava. Now, if you're mm. going bigger than that, you know, like you're doing the AT, the Appalachian Trail, things yeah, like that. that's what I was going to ask. Right. Then the Garmin Mini. Again, I'm going to okay. name names here, but I'm sorry. The The spot was the original PLB, Personal Locator Beacon. Right. And spot still is good. They did a, a third-generation spot that came out about four months ago. And uh, Garmin purchased Delorme, and they integrated that in. So the Garmin Mini now weighs, (laughs) you know, five ounces, I think. Actually, it might be four ounces. And the key thing is it interfaces with your phone. Okay. So the technology has just changed dramatically just in this past five years. So basically, people don't go outside without a phone anymore. Right, right. And so if you interface the Garmin Mini with your phone, you can type messages, and they'll go out on the Iridium satellite network without Mm. punching in these microscopic little keys that you can barely do. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mini, and so with, with technology like this, if someone says, well, I didn't do any of these things, then we're going to say, sorry. Okay. Mm. You know, this is kind of how the world works nowadays. Right. And so you might as well get with the program. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Okay. So. Oh, I'm sorry. In terms of Strava, that, of course, is just the, the website. But in terms right. of the hardware, then you can either use your phone, the okay. Strava app yeah. on your phone. That actually works just fine. Or you right. can pick up one of the many, many watches uh, okay. From Sunto to Garmin to whatever. Right. That was kind of what I was going to ask you. Is that I know you're mentioning all these, you know, Garmin minis and all this. Stuff. Is is there something that you feel like? I mean, Strava's nice. You're saying too. Is there like an? Is there the most common setup? Like, a, is there a most efficient GPS setup in your opinion? Is it is it the mini and the Strava? Is it the with your phone or is there some kind of? Well, the mini is uh, overkill for most applications right you know if you're for anything less than you know an overnight i'm not sure why you'd want to do that unless you wanted to do live tracking so like so like if i was if i was like an fkt novice which i am what would you tell me to go get well presuming you're going for less than a day the the watch i use is the garmin 920 xt okay but you don't need to do that that's just what i do here's the the irritating thing with watches this is just my, this yeah. is my personal opinion here is they yeah. like to pile on features they they pile on more features than that most right. people can possibly figure out how to use that's true and that's that way true. the the reviewer reviews it and they say wow i can do this this this, and that the average person says so i can't even figure that out anyway the crux <laughs> of the watch actually is the battery life Okay. Battery life is the whole mm. game, but somehow they don't do that. They pile on features, they charge you $350, and the battery goes dead in 16 hours. And <laughs> you'd rather have is a watch that is super simple. It just has right. the basic functions, and it'll go for 36 hours. For sure. There you go. For sure. And unfortunately, I can't tell you what watch that is. Right. <laughs> yeah, so we're – yeah, that's interesting because I was – like – it sounds like you want to have the app or some sort of a watch for more of the short term, and then 
the the Garmin type setup for for more of like the longer Long distance term. multi-day yeah. right. um, is what I'm pulling from that. And so I'm trying to I, I'm listening to you and trying to think through what I might use for that because well let me just give you a rundown. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna tell you about I've got an we're gonna make an attempt this summer. Uh, myself and two other guys. Derek's not in on this one, but no and then way. you can no you way. can tell me, um, I guess, yeah, if this if it qualifies, if I have the, kind of the right idea for this, and I think I do, but you're the, you're kind of the official judge, so I'll just I'll let you know. Or but, or if he's gonna totally, he might totally bomb, and you can tell him that too. <laughs> Pro- well, we might not even yeah not even make it, but so we we've been backpacking this loop in Yosemite a couple times. It's kind of like this fifty mile very remote loop that starts if you've ever been to yosemite it starts at glacier point yeah so so we we decided you know what we we do this over three or four days how cool would it be to do this in just one day or 24 hours or less and i went onto your website and i didn't see it's not it's just not a very well traveled route and i didn't see it listed there anywhere um i mean backpackers don't commonly do it it's really cool it's just not very well known and so if i take three guys it's, it's kind of this 50, it's a, I call it a loop, but it's like a lollipop with a really short stem. It's like a two mile stem at the beginning and the end. And so if I take, so if we do this loop and if we hike, let's say two miles to the, you know, down, down the stem to the loop part, and then we, we drop some, you know, some food or some, some gear for when we finish the loop and then have, it's basically, we have to hike two miles back up to the, to the trailhead. So we kind of do our own self stash and then we do the loop and all three of us stick together and we record it with one of those GPS systems. The only support we're really getting, there's, there's nothing out there, would just be when we come across our stash of, of stuff for that final couple miles, two, three miles, whatever it is. Would that count as an unsupported FKT since nobody's done it before? That would count as a self-supported FKT. So, okay, that's self-support. I see it. Boom. <laughs> my understanding yeah. was that the self-supported was if you stop at like a store or, or something along those lines. Nope. Nope. So, uh, that, that, that does count also. So okay. yes. And if you're caching, that's also self-supported. So we got to, okay. So if we want to have that like high end label of, of unsupported, we just got to not do the stash basically. Correct. And okay. here's a, here's a, but you bring up a really nice topic which is there's three styles, supported, right. self-supported, and unsupported. And so one could say, which is best? And my answer is, don't ask me. We are separate but equal. Hike your own hike. Hike your own hike, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Pregnant pod. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are quick in the update. Appreciate that. I'll tell you straight up, I, I, I totally get that. But for my, my own personal desires for me the unsupported seems like that's the toughest and so um so i like the challenge part of it that aspect of the fkt so for me that's what what appeals to me so i guess i would forego the the caching of gear to to get that label good but yeah okay yeah that's that's just that's just fine for example if i'm going to do um rim to rim rim in the grand canyon Right. I'm going to I'm going to take that first drop down the Kaibab off the south rim and about okay. 4 miles down I'm going to I'm just going to drop a quart of water. Right. I'm just going to put it behind a rock. Right. <laughs> and then do the rest of it and then when you start slogging back up at the end of the day there's my little quart of water. Right. It's a, it's a very efficient and clean way to go. But that actually is self-supported. And uh and that's but that's fine. That's fine. So I think what my 
my friend Peter Backwin um, would say, who's our, our partner on fastknowntime.com, is whatever's appropriate for the route and whatever's appropriate for how you want to do it. Okay. And to flesh that out a little bit, for example, on the big routes like the Appalachian Trail, Pacific Crest Trail, there's no right. such thing as unsupported. Right. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to go 2,000 miles carrying all your own food. Yeah. Although right. it has been tried, by the way. What? <laughs> yeah. That's like, wow. it's like hundreds of pounds of food. Right. <laughs> it has been tried. <laughs> okay. They, did, wow. they didn't get very far. They made it two days yeah. in and gave up. But, That's not so even fun. No, it's not fun at all. So it's yeah. completely okay. inappropriate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so so sticking with kind of our upcoming attempts, there's uh, there's kind of some like obvious things that people are going to bring along, like you know the, the pack and you know like a you know water bottle or water bladder that kind of stuff. And so, uh, as kind of the obvious things aside, I have some things that I plan to bring for this kind of 24 hours or or less, or hopefully far under that, but. Uh, I'm going to give you a rundown of some of these items, and then can you tell me if if, if I'm bringing something that you feel like I probably shouldn't bring, or if there's something I'm missing that might be kind of an unforeseen essential from your experience in, in your okay, opinion? Okay, a quick note. What's the distance? So it's about 50 miles. Yeah, the ele- it's pretty significant. I don't know the exact elevation. There's not a lot of data out there on it, uh, but it's pretty significant. I would say, I'm going to say around 10,000, possibly more uh, feet of elevation, and it's and some of the the grades of the trail, especially going up over a mountain pass, are pretty steep. And so, so that's why we're kind of giving us that twenty four hour window. And none of us have done like fifty mile ultra marathons or anything. So, so we're yeah, we're just kind of regular guys. But okay, so here's the gear. So we're so we're planning to not only just do this, but we we want to make kind of like a mini documentary about this. So we're gonna be bringing along a couple of. Uh, lighter weight video cameras to, to document as much as we can while refresh. And hopefully when one of us is having a meltdown, we can get that too. <laughs> We're going to have one group water filter, a space blanket for kind of emergencies in case just things aren't going well for, for each person, you know, the, one of those like reflective blankets for yep. to kind of trap the heat in. Um, we're going to have a first aid kit, but it's going to be kind of a minimalist first aid kit. And then I think, you know, barring any like, weather forecasts that are significant we're just going to have a like a thin waterproof jacket good so anything you'd leave out or add to that uh, well a couple things first of all okay. space blankets are really good they weigh an ounce okay. i've actually used them before right. so there's no reason oh, yeah. not to carry a space blanket um water's okay. interesting yo has a uh, i should say yosemite has plenty of water um and right. how you feel about that determines how much water you want to take. But for something like 50 miles, personally, I would purify. I wouldn't take water from start to finish. Yeah, so we had the water filter there. Yeah, for sure. We're going to do that. Like one for the group. Personally, and what almost everyone does is they purify and do not filter. But they, they put a couple drops in. Oh, 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 just like, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, not a... Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's two, two technologies. One is is filter where you actually have a cotton or whatever your technology or soy or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, yeah. Or you put a few drops of aquamira or iodine or whatever that technology happens to be. Or the third technology of is ultraviolet. You okay. can use a steri pin. Right. And personally I'm not a filter guy because the filter itself weighs a bit. Right. And you have to pump it. Okay. And most really fast through hikers and runners don't filter. They tend to either purify or ultraviolet. 
Did not know that. That's really good advice. Okay. Yeah. yeah and then you kind of do the numbers on yeah. it and you count your calories. And for something of this length, since you got to be carrying all your own food, I would lay it out and not eyeball it. I would right. literally get that spreadsheet out okay. and figure you want to do 300 calories per hour and how long is it going to take, you know, 300 times 12 and just right. put that in, nothing more, nothing less. Okay. That's good. All right. You, <laughs> this is why we're asking you sound like you had a lot of experience and yeah. And I, we come from it more from the backpacking perspective where we always tend to have a water filter and I've done some of the iodine stuff back in the day when they had those adventure races, but it's been so long that didn't even cross my mind. So that's, that's good advice. So I did have one more question for you. It was, uh, you obviously have been doing this for a long time. You've been outdoors a couple of times, right? Yep. <laughs> and uh, what's what's been your, would you say, strangest or craziest or even even most unexpected experience on the trail that you wouldn't mind sharing? I mean, maybe there's stuff that you don't want to share, but what do you mind sharing? Peter and I were rubbed, robbed at gunpoint. What? Really? On, on the, the trail? trail? Yeah. yeah. Robbed of what? Of course, what? it was Bolivia. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was Bolivia. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. That, of course it was Bolivia. That's what I what, mean. What are you carrying on the trail that people want? Like, are, they're like, give us your iodine tablets. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, well, we're, we're pretty savvy. And so we had, we brought nothing. Okay. You know, we, we thought that this was a possibility. Peter took off his wedding ring. We didn't wear watches. And I put wow. uh, some cash and a photocopy of my passport underneath the insole of my shoe, so I'd have oh that gosh. with me. Okay. And so they, we, mm. they, they pulled out a gun, they stopped us, and we inter- emptied our pockets, and we had nothing. Okay. Wow. What, that's yeah, that's a, crazy. What, what were you? Were, it seems interesting. What, what were you doing down in Bolivia? Were you trail running, backpacking, or what trail running? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's good. There's good routes. Really good routes. You've heard of the Inca Trail, of course. Oh yeah. I have been. I've been on it. There you I've go. On it. The Inca Trail, which yeah. is about about forty five kilometers long, because it happens. There's about fifteen thousand kilometers of Incan trails okay. down on the Altiplano. There's thousands and thousands mm-hmm. of Incan trails, and this one has become famous. And there, a lot of them are still there. They're really good, so okay. you can go out there and go for days, hours, weeks, however long you want to go. And ancient Incan trails on the Altiplano of Bolivia and Peru. That's okay. what we were doing. Mm. Wow, that's interesting. That sounds like okay. a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, di- so I assume you you obviously got away with your lives. And did they, did they when they kind of were done checking out the the stuff you had? Were they just all right, like get out of here? Or were they pretty frustrated? Or were you, you know, was there any point where you were like, this may be the last thing we do? And that's a good question. And I think everyone was fairly matter of fact about it. Okay. <laughs> I know that's sort of odd. But right. I mean, they said, well, okay, we're robbers. We're here to rob your money. And Peter said, okay, well, sorry, we don't have any money. You know, said, lo siento. I literally said, sorry. Wow. And they okay. said, okay, you know, get out of here. And right. Peter and I you know, ran down the trail. Turned, Peter turned to me and said, well, you know, I think that was worth it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. That's incredible. So, that's so let's, let's just pretend that maybe you just wow. happened to have something that was like sentimental on you, whether it was a wedding ring or something else. Would karate have been appropriate in that circumstance? Well, that's an individual choice, <laughs> but for me, no. Okay. I mean, I'm just stuff. I mean, how much do you care about stuff? No, I don't care about stuff. I just, mm. yeah, and I'm not very <laughs> sentimental either, but I know some people are, so I didn't want to assume anything. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's not Hollywood. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that, that is incredible. Right. 
What a story. All right. Well, Carl, I want to wish you good luck on your Yosemite trip. Yeah, thanks. Yosemite, no matter how well you know it, you can go there every year. Right. <laughs> right. You can't get tired of Yosemite. It's <laughs> true. I have a trivia question that you might, uh, or two. You okay. got you got time for that or you got to go? I do. I'm fine. I'm pretty excited about these. Okay, so I got. I just got two <laughs> questions for trivia today, and one's a one's a little tough, and one might be super easy. One might be a little awkward. I don't know. We'll see. Is this for both of us or just for Buzz? This is for both of you. I think Buzz is going to do better, but I think this is for both of you. Pro- probably. But, but either way, <laughs> who currently? This is from what I've gathered. I could be wrong at this point, but who currently holds? Well, we won't say who. Who? What is the time range for the current record holder for the Grand Canyon Rim to Rim to Rim, 21-mile distance? It is held by a 26-year-old runner. It was set last year in October. What was the time that he ran this? Oh, well, you just said Rim to Rim to Rim, but or not, 21, well, rim 21 to miles. Rim, 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 to, rim. rim to Rim. Rim to Rim. Excuse me. Typo. Oh, let's see, somewhere in the, somewhere in the three hour range. I can give you a I can give you a range if that helps, Carl. Carl, I okay. could say It'll was it me. was it was it two hours and twenty minutes? Was it in the two hours and twenty minutes range to two hours and thirty minutes range? Was it two hours and thirty minutes? To maybe three hours range? Was it three hours to three thirty range? I'm gonna go three to three thirty. I would probably go a little less than that, but. Uh, Unfortunately, and again, I <laughs> our website is pretty good, and in the time yeah. it took you to ask that question, I have the exact answer, so I cheated. So yes. I'm not going to say anything because I, I, I didn't <laughs> pause. Really did yeah, okay. <laughs> this is what Derek does when I ask him trivia questions, so we're used to that. Yeah, no, we're not. That's no, totally normal. Um, I'm sorry, so, the website works so well. It's what do you? Well, what do you have? Okay, the the answer I had was like two hours thirty nine minutes. And 28 seconds, correct. Okay. And 28? Okay, this guy was... <laughs> they count down to the seconds. Wow, that's that's a big deal. So Carl was Tim wrong. Tim Frerichs. Tim Frerichs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tim Frerichs, okay. So that is that is correct. That is correct. One point. Go, here, here's the real trivia question. Okay, go ahead. And I got one more for you. Yeah. What is the time... You ready for this one? Yeah. Rim to 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 rim. Mm, I think I heard you undone. mention that on one of your podcasts. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. And I get yeah. How that's... many hours are we talking? How many? I mean, how well, many that, miles? That's, that's your guess. Well, I mean, how many? Is, how many wait, miles? Let me say. This is twenty-one times eight. Okay, okay. so twenty-one. That's a lot of miles, man. Yeah. Cross so I, the Grand Canyon oh. rim to rim eight times in a row. Okay, give me a hint. Was it done in under? That's be twenty-four hours. Twenty-four hours at least. Yeah. Was it done under a day? No. Yeah, no way it's done under day. I want to say 20, it was done in like... 20, 2430. <laughs> I'm going to say it was like 32 hours. Well, you're, Derek, you're a little closer, but you both are pretty ambitious here. It was two <laughs> days, 10 hours. Okay. So I so I win, is what you're saying. Nice. You're, okay. Yeah, you did. You were the closest. <laughs> and that was just this October. Wow, uh, that's inc- that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Christoph, he's a fun guy. And again, it's on the website. But Christoph is a, is a computer professor from uh, Oregon. Oh, oh, wow. and he, he just gets into this 
and no one had ever done it before. So he did four quads in a Gee, row. What possesses yeah. somebody? I can't. That's not. Yeah, that's not my style. I, I like to see the new terrain. I can't. I can't do the repeating stuff. So is there? There's no sleeping. He's just hiking at night. Like he just doesn't. We did a lot of hiking at night, and he did sleep as well. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say. That's and incredible. it's 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 fun to look up the guy. He has a real sense of humor, so it's uh, you, you can kind of get lost in this website because you just sort of click through and you get people's trip reports. Just like right. when you click through your Yosemite project, you're going to get your trip reports and maybe your video, and people can learn about fun things. And Christophe uh, <laughs> had a lot of humor involved. And he, he, right. he someone That's... said, "Why'd you do it?" And he said, well, "I just got caught up in all the R's." <laughs> that's a good reason that's a good yeah. reason i like it that's wow that's uh next level for sure uh okay right. i got one more question for you and right, then we'll let more. you go um okay so i have a quote and i want you guys to tell me who you think said this quote i'm just gonna leave it at that this is a okay. fastest known time quote famous quote maybe famous one of the quote. most famous yeah okay uh it, the quote is the person said, we needed a term that paid homage to the people that came before. We didn't know what the fastest time was. And the, so the term was born. What was the person, or who was the person that said that? Who was the person that basically came up with the term fastest known time? Yeah, they said, if- by saying fastest known time, you're leaving the door open for some great athlete who was off the radar and did it, and did it in the pre-internet era. Oh, right. We needed a term to pay homage to these people. Well, you've done who your said, research, Derek. Who's, who said that? Carl, do you have a, you have a guess on that? On who Buzz, said you have that? a guess on that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't I'm know. Gonna, I, I don't know a lot of people associated with the Fastest Time, so I'm going to go with um, Buzz Burrell. It's mm, <laughs> a fair guess. That's a fair, that's a fair guess. Well, correct, that, Carl. Correct. <laughs> correct. Well, I was, well played, I was researching the John Muir Trail at the time, and what happened yeah. further... I went back, the more things just kept coming up. There's a sense that people say, well, when do people start doing this? We don't know. Yeah. It just, right, as yeah. far back as you can go, people have been doing this. And so you truly do not know. You can't say. You don't, it. yeah. Exactly, yeah. And I was reading about your 1998 Boulder, Colorado trip where your buddy got injured uh, about, was it, three mile 330 or something like that? A Colorado trail. Like 500 mile. So what happens there? Does he just... You can't, like, go back. I mean, like, what does he do? No, he uh, had to stop at that point. Gee whiz, that's tough. Well, anything else we got? That was a lot of good information, man. I appreciate it. We appreciate you setting up the website and, and your podcast. And, yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. And, um, and, we, and we definitely got some listeners that I think will be interested in all that stuff. And, and uh, yeah, so, so thanks for, for doing all that. And thanks for taking the time to join us. Yeah, absolutely. And make sure, as you have done, go to fastestknowntime.com and you can check it out. Basically, it's a bucket list for cool routes to do. You can say, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? You can do a geographic search. And it's basically a list of fun routes. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. 
It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. So, Derek, that was Buzz. What would you think about some of the stuff you had to say? Oh, I was just excited because I, you know... The whole, you know, Sasquatch isn't real. Like, I learned something, you know, like, and that should have been news to you, obviously. And the orcs, obviously, we all thought were. But, you know, I I figure, like, this is, like, taking advice from that sage, old, like, wise man, because he's been all over the place. Right. And so I feel like, you know, he's covered more miles than all of us. And so wouldn't his word be kind of, you know, you know. Would it matter more? Yeah, I feel like I can trust yeah. him more than you. You know what I mean? So For sure. Do but I'll still carry the Apple necklace. I'll still continue <laughs> with the challenge. Okay. The bet is a bet. So yeah. Yeah. What did you think? I mean, we had some he had some good stories out there. Yeah. For well, us. I don't um, want to jump over what you said first. I mean, I, I just love that he had so many interesting things to say, and your number one takeaway was about Sasquatch. Like like that sure. was your takeaway from sure. everything yeah. you said. Yeah. So I don't want that to be overlooked because I feel like you were going to downplay that like it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> so I just right. want to readdress it. So um, okay, fair enough. Yeah, it was good though. Yeah. Um, no, you know he's got. Yeah, for sure that was a really good interview. The Sasquatch thing. Um, he's based out of Boulder, Colorado, where there's not a lot of Sasquatch, and I don't know what his track record is for going to the West or the Pacific Northwest. Um, he did mention you know some stuff about Yosemite, which doesn't have a lot of Sasquatch. So. So I'm going to just going to mm. say kind of lack of experience in the appropriate areas. <laughs> Typical. I figured you'd find some type of loophole for Buzz, but I mean, this is the fastest known time godfather. You know what I mean? Like, how do you naysay that? So I don't know. Talk I just you. did. So, so that's how. So another takeaway I had, I mean, I, I kind of, we kind of like, I think my, my biggest reactions were while we're talking to him. So I, so I think a lot of my analysis or, or thought process was already shared, but yeah. But what I thought was interesting was um, kind of the whole talk about the GPS stuff where he basically yeah. just said, look, if you're going to go, you know, short distance, you're going to want to have something kind of smaller, like a phone or like a watch. And if you're going to go long distance, mm-hmm. you're going to want to have the the GPS system. And you just kept on like right. asking about that. You're like, well, wait, so which one am I, which one should I bring? And he like had already outlined, like, bring this if you're going short, bring this if you're going long. You're like, but, but what's the best one? What's the best one? Look, like, I don't like, like, tell me again. Look, you get angry if I don't stick to the script. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to stick to the script. Angry. I'm trying to keep, you know, I, yeah, I feel like you're angry right now. And I'm worried about <laughs> that. But the thing is, is like, I, you know, the, the, he did list a lot of that stuff. And then I was just trying to get an idea like, well, let's say yeah. I'm a first timer. And then I was like, what do I go buy? And he's like, well, I would get this. But he's like, well, that's what I have. I don't know if I get that. So, you know, I think if I'm an FKT fanatic, which I'm not, but if I'm a listener yeah. and I want to be, which I'd probably listen to his podcast, not ours. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I was just trying to get an idea of like, what, are, what do I go to REI and buy? Like, I don't know. A couple no things. Idea. You can listen to more than one podcast. So I don't think you get, it's not Wait, either or, or, or thing. <laughs> not at the same time, maybe, but, um, 
Yeah, I think he was obviously very gracious. And if, if you were asking me those questions after I just told you the answer, I would have been like, I'll tell you what, why don't you go back and listen to the year on podcast and <laughs> a little rewinding. <laughs> listen, moron. Uh, I just said that. Uh, so, Sorry. Yeah. I, I get sensitive because this is like my whole day with students is like, here is the instructions and let me repeat them now three or four times to the students that are <laughs> repeatedly oh, not yeah. listening. Well, so. that being the case, like I understand that, but, um, okay. you know, I didn't want to skip the question either if I missed something either, you know, so maybe he had some additional advice. Yeah, no, you know, you didn't skip it all. You just, clearly. you just rehashed it time and time again. Like, look, I'm just doing what I'm told, you know, sometimes <laughs> you, you can told. go not, I'm just, sometimes you go Nazi mode. I just want to stick to this. I don't want to get yelled at. You know what I mean? So, um, I feel like it was good. And he handled it in a professional way. He's a professional. He's a legend. Right. And a podcaster himself. So um, it was right. good. I enjoyed talking to him, actually. Yeah, for sure. Do you, do you feel like uh, do you any of the reactions to that, like, a gun getting pulled on him story? Oh, my goodness. Like, can you? I don't even know. Okay, first of all, let's talk about the guy with the gun. Like, you wake up. You're like, I'm going to go rob somebody on a trail. I mean, what am I really going to give you except like a couple of power bars and like 20 bucks? Like, I don't feel like I carry a lot of cash on a trail. If there's foreigners on a trail, you never know what they're going to carry. And when you're in a third world country, people get desperate to for whatever. That's true. He did say it was Bolivia. Yeah, especially when it's, you know, like I don't know what their, um, you know, police system or, you know, or law system is is like down mm. there because I haven't been there before, true, but I, I assume it's pretty loose and there's not probably a lot of repercussions if you're in a remote area. I take that back then. Like if I'm in, uh, yeah, I guess if I'm a local and I know a lot of like tourists go on this trail and my, right. you know, police station people are just like, mm, not really with it, then right. maybe I take advantage of that. So yeah. it's, it's kind of a bummer, but wow, mm. I'm glad that he obviously survived. Yep. But um, scary. Have you ever been held at gunpoint, Carl? Have you ever... Does that happen? Uh, I have I have not. not not a water gun or a paintball gun. I'm saying right. No, no, no. I I have not. I'm okay. um I'm not typically in areas where that would be an okay. issue. So, but I but here but real quick though, um, I did like what he said about you know if you are in an area that's unsafe or you're just not sure like to put putting your money underneath the, you know your insole of your shoe is super wise. The passport seems oh, pretty right. thick to do that. So I, I don't know. I'd have to think of another yeah place for that personally but um what, what, can you get like a money belt like a little under the shirt that's what i usually take i have a feeling there yeah if you're in a remote area where it's not just like a quick smash and grab i assume that that those guys are gonna be looking for stuff like that too but yeah yeah have you been held at gunpoint though i have not my wife has that was scary she got carjacked yeah that was pretty, right, that was pretty right. intense. she survived yeah. that but um no thankfully let's try to avoid that okay just fell off of my bucket list thankfully so that is not on my bucket list. Anyway, guys, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you for uh, listening in and hearing what Buzz Burrell, the legend, had to say. Um, that was a fun one. Uh, I appreciate all. We appreciate all of the um, support. And uh, again, send us a review on Apple iTunes and Google Play. Five stars to help out the podcast. And we will see you next time on the trail. Remember, it is not backpacking unless there's a few blisters along. Wait. Adios. I want to fly around the world. Oh, so there's one other fastest known time out there. It's not on Buzz's website. It's not on the fastest known uh, trail.com website or whatever it is. 
But it is well known throughout the world in a, it's kind of like a, like a hidden website. It's like, you know, kind of like a black market website that all backpackers know about, but they don't talk about it because nobody's ever been able to even come close to it. Carl Mandrilli set the record for the fastest known uh, time, you know, uh, when he dropped his backpack three steps into a hike. Like he started the hike and then three steps in, backpack off. Nobody's ever beaten that. So nobody talks about it, but it's all well known. So look it up, search it, dark web, dark web it. Peace out. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.